Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. Scott and I are really excited to introduce you to our special guest today. She's a dear friend of ours, Michelle McCullough. She is a wife, a mother, speaker, author, a successful business owner, an entrepreneur. She's one of was listed in Forbes as one of the top 10 resources for women entrepreneurs. When we say live life with humor, courage, and a whole lot of love, Michelle McCullough, she lives life with a whole lot of humor, a whole lot of courage, and a whole lot of love. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Michelle McCullough. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Well, you were the one that uh, got us steered this right direction. You helped us so much in uh, creating a podcast. You have your own podcast. Several podcasts, I believe. Yeah, I have a couple. So I started one in 2013 called Make It Happen which uh, was around my speaking for success principles and peak performance. But then we also talk about marketing, which is my other love. And so it's really designed for um, professionals and small business owners. And one minute we'll be talking about time management and another minute we'll be talking about growing your social following. And it's just been a lot of fun. And then last year I started a podcast with um, some other women called The Living Room. And so that's a podcast for women uh, that we do. And we really love that. And so I haven't been doing as many episodes of my Make It Happen since we started doing The Living Room, but I actually have some new ones queued up. And so in 2017, there'll be some new episodes, but podcasting is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And so what you're saying is it's for women. So if I tried to download it, it wouldn't even download on my <laughs> phone, right? You can listen to it. In fact, we have had a couple of men say, this is really helpful to me for, to help me understand women better. So I'm really glad I'm listening and you guys are sometimes funny. So, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that anytime. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Well, this is great to have you. Uh, you are the life of a party uh, so often. You're so fun. You just you get up and you just knock it out of the park in whatever you do. And that's what I'm talking about, living life with a whole lot of humor and a whole lot of love. And her Facebook polls, I just, they just crack me up. I so. think it's just fun sometimes. There's so much heaviness, even on our social media channels, that if from time to time I can tell a funny joke about myself or make fun of myself, that at least that'll break up from the political posts and whatever other rants are going on, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, things that have, have inspired, and you, inspired you and lifted you and uh, created this greatness. Well, it's interesting um, because we all start on paths and we have an idea of where that path is going to end, but... The fact of the matter is, is that it's ended in an entirely different place than I ever thought it was. And I'm so, so grateful. But I was raised by a single mother who taught me from a very young age that regardless of your challenges or circumstances, that you can find happiness and create happiness wherever you go. And so that's kind of been part of my life goal or life value or my mission, if you will. It's just to kind of follow in her footsteps. And um, I start first with my kids as much as I possibly can, but I know that the greatest happiness that comes when we try to help others. And there's so much heartache and so much struggle and challenge out there that we try as best as we can, even as a family, to find ways to get outside of ourselves and lift others. And I love speaking for that reason, because you can be in an audience full of people who don't know who you are. And then after a little while, you can watch their demeanor change. And I think that is the greatest thing in the world. You know, they say that there's 
uh, miracles and Nobel Prize winners. And I think that the greatest miracle of all is watching someone's heart change. Oh, absolutely. And you are so good at that, at helping to lift and inspire others and change hearts and change lives. Tell us about your family. Um, I am married. I am the wife of one and the mother to two, right? So I have two (laughs) kids and a boy and a girl in elementary school, and they're just great and totally different personalities, and they give me a run for my money. I love being a parent. It's the best thing I've ever done, but every now and again, I think, and they're not even teenagers yet. And then I think about you guys having 75 teenagers at once. And I think if the Macintoshes can do it, maybe they'll give me some good advice someday. Uh, It's a piece of cake. You just go to work and your wife takes care of it. It's wonderful. (laughs) Tell us about your morning routine. What did your morning look like this morning? Oh, so I love my power up and power down routine. Many people have heard about the power hour or a morning ritual. I call mine the power up and power down. And I always think of it like plugging in. So like I plug in for the day and get my energy. Um, I'll do something physical, but this is not when I usually do my exercise, just even walking around or going up and down the stairs so that I will wake up and not fall asleep through the rest of my routine. But then I'll read something spiritual or inspirational. Um, I'll do morning meditation and prayer. And then I also will read something um, specific to my goals or peak performance or whatever personal development book that I'm reading at the time. And then I listen to my ideal life vision So, and that's kind of something I do for just a minute there, but then it's kind of in my ears as I walk around and do other things and I listen to it throughout the day. But, um, I have found that I am a much better mother and a much better business owner if I fill my own well first. So that's why I do the power up. But then I also do a power down at the end of the day because I have to turn my brain off. I run like a million miles a minute all day long. And if I don't go through my power down, which is really similar, but gratitude journaling and reading and prayer, if I don't turn my brain off, then I just lie in bed thinking all the time. So I go through and do both and it's kind of my plug in and my unplug and then I'm ready for the day and a good night's sleep too. What is your 2017 word and why? I haven't shared this publicly, so you guys are getting it for the very first time. Well, we don't want to put you on the spot. No, you totally can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I so I have had lots of words over the years, and but this year I was drawn to a phrase, and that is "use me, God." That is almost Mm -hmm. a prayer. So every morning, as part of my power up routine, I will try to meditate and get close to the Spirit and to say. How can I be used today for the greatest good? I have so many businesses that I have my hands in, but I also love the connections with my family and my mother and my extended family that sometimes I get distracted by the busyness of business that I'm not focused on my relationships. So part of the use me God is making greater connections and making sure that I am being the kind of mother I need to be and the kind of wife I need to be and the kind of sister I need to be. Um, in all of my roles and not just business, but that with the businesses and talents that I've been given, I hope that um, God will use me as a tool for the greatest power. I love that. Wow. Yeah, she just makes me tired. Just. (laughs) I mean, this morning, you got to realize, I I went and did this workout routine this morning, and I got on the treadmill. It's the first time I've ever done that part of it. I've done the weights, and and I got on there, and, uh, and I was clipping along a pretty good pace and a pretty good angle, and and then I noticed that the person next to me, I mean, they were going like literally, you know, booking. And I'm just barely, you know, walking along. And then they hit their cool down routine. And when they got to their cool down routine, it was still faster than my <laughs> highest I had ever gone. So anyway, I just kind of laugh. I thought, okay, let's just get into this real gentle. But you sure. just get up in the morning and you go. 
Well, I don't always. I definitely have those days where I don't feel like getting out of bed just like anybody else. You get tired, you get overwhelmed, you get stressed or whatever that is. But that's why I, I love my power up routine because it can help me get focused and centered on the things that are the most important. And it's, I love my ideal life vision because at any time I can listen to it and get jazzed about what's most important and what my goals are. And so if I'm ever feeling sorry for myself or I just want to wallow in self-pity for some dramatic reason and stay in bed, if I can really get myself to do my power-up routine, then the rest of the day is so much easier because I'm rooted in what's good and it gets me excited. And I was blessed with an abundance of energy sometimes, ad nauseum to others. Um, but there are some days that I still feel a little bit down or less energetic. So it's really good to get rooted in your why and then move forward with as much power and strength as you can. And, and I like what you keep saying, uh, listen to your ideal life vision. I know what a vision board is, and you can't very well listen to it. So how, how do you listen to your ideal life vision? Well, Be- we should let Becky talk about this. <laughs> Becky's like a certified ideal life vision coach, and I'm just a user, not a dealer, you know? So, um, but my ideal life vision is I write one every year. I actually didn't do one last year, truth be told. Spoiler alert, last year I was lazy and didn't get my ideal life vision done, but... Um, You write down your goals as if they've already happened and the feelings that are associated with them. You put them to specific music and then you listen to it every single day. So it's writing your, it's as if things are already done and happened and you can put in details about how you want them to happen. So your brain is really going to work on the things that need to be done to help you accomplish your goals. And um, I love mine. And there are some sections over the past, like health, I just cannot figure out how to make that sound fantastic to make me want to do it. But if I'm being really honest, but the other ones usually work really well. <laughs> and are, are these uh, are these things narrated by like somebody like Fabio or something like that? <laughs> no, I, you speak it in your own words. In your own voice. Your own voice. Your own voice is the most powerful voice you hear. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Have you heard about the study that they did? I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I hope you're okay <laughs> no, with No, I this. love this. Okay. I love it. Go on. It. Um, they, the study that they did with a group of people where they had them, they hooked up their brains almost like lie detectors and they asked them to say their name and then they asked them to say a series of statements and people could say, hi, my name is Michelle. And then they would say, hi, my name is Becky. And they would almost register the exact same way. So even though you were telling yourself a lie, your brain believed it because your voice is the most believable voice. And so I, when I think about that, I think about that in my ideal life vision. And I try to say, you know, there are so many limiting beliefs and thoughts that run through my head on any given ba- any given day or on a regular basis. And I'll have people who will say things like, I can't believe you think you can do that or, or you're lame or you shouldn't do that for whatever reason. And so between those two things, I have to make sure that I am combating that with my own voice. And even though it's not like a complete switch, and the more that I do that and say happy, positive things, the better my life is. I love Ideal Life Vision and, and it's um, really motivated me and, and helped me to accomplish some, some things that I probably wouldn't have been able to accomplish. So I want to ask you another quick question. Sure. Put you on the spot again. What is one of your greatest lessons that you have learned from your children? Oh, good heavens. Um, I think patience. Like, is there any other choice (laughs) when you're a parent? But um, no, it's interesting. Uh, Patience is definitely something that I've learned. And I've also learned that patience is a choice. Like, just like I would teach my clients that happiness is a choice. 
And I'll say, I'll, it's interesting. I'll find myself saying, I can only handle my kids until six o'clock when my husband gets home. And then at six o'clock, I'll snap and I can no longer be a parent for whatever reason. <laughs> but if I, but one time my husband used to have a job where he would travel for work twice a month. And so he would be gone for the whole week, Monday through Friday. And I didn't have that luxury to say, I can only parent until 6 p.m., even though that was like a psychology thing in my head that I never really verbalized. And so I realized through those that after a couple of days, they were really hard and I couldn't figure out why. And finally, I was like, no, I can choose this. I can choose to be patient. I can choose to give more love and attention. And then after that, I have to remember to choose patience because that's the hardest part. So, um, But I also, I have a daughter who lives life to the fullest, even more so um, than I could ever imagine. And she tells me she doesn't want to match. She wants to wear all the colors. She puts together some of the most amazing outfits I have ever seen. And by amazing, I mean almost hideous, but she does not care. And she has the most confidence in the world. And so I look at her and I think, oh, I hope you always have that confidence. And it reminds me that I need to be a little bit more confident in whatever I do and whatever I'm wearing too. Great lesson. We had one daughter in our family that was that same way. Our daughter, Kelsey, she loved bright colors and I call them my happy colors. She was my happy kid. And I love that. And I love that there's another Kelsey. Yep. It's so great. (laughs) She'll wear her neon soccer socks up above her thighs and purple um, skirts and three shirts with seven different kinds of colors on them. And I say, go ahead. I love that. And I'm sure it makes people smile and just brightens their day all day long. Yeah, I hope so. You know, you have that thing in your head where they're going to say, are they going to say that their mom does not love them? But no, their mom loves them a lot to let them go out the house looking like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Making, letting your, allowing your children to make their own choices and be who they are. Right. <laughs> okay, so change gears a little bit. Uh, a couple of years ago, you were known as the social media guru. I mean, you were the one that knew how to get those numbers up, how to create all the avenues to get your word out there as best you can. Is that kind of changed? Are you still going down that road or have you changed focuses a little bit? Um, No, I do a little bit of both. So, you know, in the speaker world, they say that you have to pick a lane. And so whenever I get coached by some speaker mentor, they'll say, Michelle, you have to pick between marketing and motivation. You can't do both. And I'm a dirty little rule breaker and I, I cannot give one of them up. So it's kind of like saying, which one is your favorite kid? Like you can't do that because I love my success and peak performance stuff. I love speaking on leadership and success principles. And that's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. I got my first Franklin day planner when I was 12. So success has always been part of what I do, but I also went to school in marketing and advertising. So I have private clients and I coach and consult small businesses and I speak on social media and marketing still, and I still do social media consults. So I love them both and I can't give one up. Um, and I still continue to speak and try to support and build out content on both. And it's hard for those who are people who are speaking and trying to do both. It's hard to make sure you keep two messages up, but I would rather do that than try to let one of them go. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I I wish I had two things that I knew that much about. And so, (laughs) yeah, that's awesome. Hey, I heard from a little bird that you have a new book that's coming out. <laughs> I kind of talk about it a lot. I'm so sorry about no. that. No, I'm really excited. About four years ago, I wrote a book called Make It Happen. And it goes along with my radio show and kind of my favorite life mantra. And then I sent it to a friend of mine who is a publisher and said, hey, I know that you probably don't want this book. I've already self-published it, but 
um, do you like this writing? Would you be interested in my next book? And he responded, I want this one, but you have to write 15,000 more words and expand the book. And so um, three years later, after that, with the processes of working with a major publisher, when the, by the time I finally sent them the book, they gave me a publication date that was um, about 10 months out. So I've had this publication date for almost all of 2016, but now it's finally here. It comes out March 21st. And it's available on Amazon.com and Target. And we're still waiting to hear back from some of the other big online retailers. But it's getting national and some international distribution. And I'm really excited. I have your Make It Happen, the original book. And it is fantastic. And You're so nice. I'm excited for this new one. Wow. It's interesting. From the time that I self-published that book to now, someone else has used the term Make It Happen in a book. And I know I don't own that term. Lots of people use it. But it has personal significance to me and has kind of how I built that business. People, you know, you said at the very beginning that you're surprised at all the things that I do. And people would say to me, how do you do so much stuff? And I was like, this is how. I do all this stuff with all these success principles. So I finally put that in a book. And when I expanded, it was a lot of fun because now there's a chapter on raising peak performers and how we teach our kids to be success-minded so that they don't have to learn these things when they're adults and that we as parents can be better about helping them reach their goals and um, care about about being productive and happy. I got to ask you a question. Uh, I mean, you're talking about some wonderful, wonderful things. You speak to big corporations and they pay you to come do that. In order for you to leave and feel like you've left something with them of greater value, I think that today's speakers are becoming more uh, deeper. They're getting into their own Mm -hmm. hearts and sharing their hearts. Because I think there was there's a lot of speakers that don't like to be called a motivational speaker. Uh, they don't like that. They want to be an inspirational speaker or something mm-hmm. different. Uh, to be able to walk in there, to not give them a sugar high, you know, not to just give them a candy bar that just got them hyped up, uh, but to actually keep them going. What is it that you're doing now to do that? Um, I think I try to use a combination of two things. So story mixed with tools. So people tell lots of stories and a lot of people have their stories, but I want them to remember the stories because that's probably what they're going to remember most. But we talk a lot about how you can actually apply it and give them some tools and ideas and activities that they can do that will help them keep it top of mind and that it will become a practice for them rather than just something they sit and listen to and say, oh, that's a really good idea, but that they're actually implementing it and using it in their lives to make their lives better. And you have some of the funniest stories I've ever heard. (laughs) Um, I have some very embarrassing moments that I have tried to turn into some sort of motivational or marketing principle, but it's fun. There was a story about a phone booth, I recall. (laughs) The phone booth and mace in the face when you're running. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Lots of of great funny stories. Those aren't teasers. (laughs) We are approaching 22 minutes. It goes by way too fast. Michelle, what are your, your your final message, your final words that you would like to share with our audience? Oh, my gosh. Only one. See, 22 minutes is not enough time for me. Even if I talk fast, <laughs> there are so many things I want to share. I think that um, one of the things that I have learned as an adult that I wish I had learned a, a lot younger was to fail faster that and to not be afraid of the failure and the things that come. And as I have look back and processed, you know, I've started and grown and sold and killed if we're being honest about eight or nine different businesses. Um, and I still have three of those that are running that are great that I love, but each of the ones that died helped me make my other ones bigger. And I could figure out why, what, what was wrong with them. 
But anytime I internalize that failure into meaning that there's something wrong with me, then I'm limited. And so um, part of understanding for me that failure it doesn't hold you back, but can help propel you forward is learning, at, looking at everything and saying what worked, what didn't, and what needs to change. And those three questions help me with so much in my life. At the end of a year, if I'm trying to plan a new year, I'll say what worked last year, what didn't work last year, what needs to change. Um, if I'm trying to look at my relationships with my family, I can ask myself those same three questions and acknowledging that the failures don't have to mean that we're terrible people, but our failures are the things that define us most, not because of what happened, but how we rise above. And so I think that my last final bit of advice would be that whatever mistakes or challenges that anyone's had in their life, they don't have to be something that holds you back, but they can be the thing that helps you become stronger as you move forward and make it happen. Make it happen. That is awesome. I, I love the fact that you said that failure... Uh, to, to fail faster. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. wants to fail. Oh, too many people put failure as their last effort. And that when it happens, it's like, okay, I'm done. And you used it as so many failures as a stepping stone to your success. Huge difference. Yeah. And a lot of us are, hesitate to start because we are afraid of failure. And so we push it back for so long and so long and so long that um, we don't take the opportunities that we should. And I have found that regret feels worse than failure and that I would rather take the action, move forward, learn. Now, that doesn't mean I'm throwing garbage out there because you definitely want to give it some time. But um, don't hesitate and hold back. Put it out there. Try. Do the things that you want to do. And if you fail, learn and start again. Regrets hurt worse than failure. Wow, there's a lot of a lot that. of nuggets Great and words. pearls in this, this episode. <laughs> How can our audience connect with you? Oh, you can find all that you want about me and more than you even <laughs> want at speakmichelle.com. And then I'm also on your favorite social media channel at Speak Michelle. So find me where you like to be online and let's play. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much for being here and being part of our show. Uh, connect with her. You will love Michelle McCullough. So thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.